0: On today's episode is entrepreneur, filmmaker, and rest expert, Tiffany Schlain. She's a filmmaker and perhaps best known for her film Connected, but she also founded the Webby Awards. And Tiffany goes without electronics from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday every week. She calls this a Tech Shabbat, and her whole family takes the time with her. Tiffany says it turns every weekend into a mini vacation and prevents the technology fatigue. That's so ever present among those of us who spend all day in front of screens. I'm a big fan of the tech Shabbat cause it's an approachable experiment that can have a massive impact. I've done my own version of them, but she provides an um, incredible framework, how to get prepared and the benefits that a tech Shabbat affords. I hope you enjoy so Tiffany you became aware of the importance of disconnecting through a family situation with your father do you mind opening up about that
1: yeah I was um, you know like everyone uh, very wired Um, my husband's a professor of robotics and uh, I founded the Webby Awards so I was I had been running that but I guess at that point I had sold it and I was running a film studio Um. And I should also mention, just to back up further, when I met my husband, he had been studying robotics in Israel right after I'd met him. And he said that I don't work on Saturdays, which I thought was amazing. You know, he's a tenured professor at UC Berkeley. And I was like, you don't. And this was in 96. And he said, "Yeah, I lived in Israel, and the whole country shuts down on Shabbat, and it was just incredible. I just loved it, and I don't work on Saturdays, so that was great. I thought that was very sexy that he did that,
0: <laughs> yeah, totally.
1: and uh, and just that he he had that boundary. And but that was before the iPhone, and so we, you know, we didn't work on Saturdays together, which was great. And then the iPhone happened, and." Um, just like everyone, the computer just took over our lives and the screen was everywhere. And we you know, had a daughter and then my, my father was diagnosed with brain cancer and given nine months to live. And I was incredibly close to him. And it was the same week that I found out he had brain cancer that I found out I was pregnant, which is, of course, nine months also. So it was this very intense period in my life where I was losing one of the people closest to me and he sometimes only had one good hour a day. And I thought a lot about life and death. I mean, I was growing this new life inside of me. I was losing my father. And it was very clear, like there was no two bones about it. He's got nine months and he's going to die. And that is a really interesting diagnosis because there's no, um, it's finite and, we, of course, whenever I went over there, I would turn off my phone and be really present with him. And, um, and then when he did pass away at nine months and my daughter was born at nine months, um, I really knew I wanted to create a space to a bigger space for being present with the people that I loved. And so right around that time, we um, were part of this group called Reboot, and they were doing their first ever national day of unplugging. And they asked us to participate, and they asked me to write a poem for it, and we ended up writing this very funny takedown of Allen Ginsberg's poem, um, Howl, and we called it Yelp, with apologies to Allen Ginsberg. And we, we read it that night at this event, and it was all about unplugging just for one day. And most people at the event were just doing it for one day. And it was such an amazing experience to just be completely unplugged for one day that we just decided to do make that a weekly practice and really bring back what my husband had been doing for a long time, which was Shabbat, but bringing it back as a tech Shabbat. And we've been doing it ever since. And we're on our ninth year and we have two children. We have one that's a teenager that's grown up with it. And it has just simply been the best thing that we've ever installed into our lives. And it, and as society becomes more wired and more crazy living a 24-7 world, it even becomes more profound. And we're um, I'm writing a book about it right now because I've actually made several films at this point about it. And I've written about it because it just keeps getting more interesting to me. And the layers and the longer that we do it, the more interesting it gets. And the more I make a lot of films about neuroscience. So the more neuroscience I read about issues that you're interested in too about creativity and rest and sleep. And it just all, um, you know, becomes very interesting. And it is one of the oldest practices in civilization and we just need it now more than ever. And actually we also, since my husband's a professor, we also have done sabbaticals and sabbatical comes from the word Shabbat. They're both Sabbath. They're all about taking a break. And they're all needed now more than ever in our 24-7 world.
0: So imagining that the listeners have never heard formally what text Shabbat about it. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, the word, most people know the word Sabbath. So that's the Christian form of it is the seventh day. And I have to say, I'm not a religious person. I'm agnostic or even atheist. <laughs> um, but the Sabbath is the idea that God said, and on the seventh day we rest, and it's the fourth commandment. And that's pretty amazing that that's the fourth commandment on how to live in Judeo-Christian religions. And then the Jewish version of that word is Shabbat, um, and, or Shabbos. And so we just updated that term to be Tech Shabbat. So from it starts Friday night, so for Jews, it starts Friday night. That's when Shabbat starts at sundown. And usually light candles and do a blessing and have a beautiful meal, which we do when we invite friends over. And then all the screens go off in our house until Saturday at 5 p.m. And in case you wanna ask, which many people do, you know, if there people call us on a landline, we do use a car, but no screens. And if we get lost, we've sometimes used Google Maps, but mostly I print maps ahead of time. I have numbers printed if I really need them, but mostly it's just a day completely away
0: from screens. Wow. So is there any prep that you do leading up to it?
1: Yeah. So usually on Friday afternoon, I, I print out the next day. We always have people over for dinner. So, you know, and there, there was, uh, there's always periods in the year where I've got, you know, sometimes we have two kids in soccer games. You have to print where they are. But normally we try not to make very many plans on that day. It's a day of reading and hanging out and cooking and biking and doing art projects and playing chess and gardening and all the things that don't require screens. So I will print out a schedule if I need to and a map. Um, And then I always have a list of key telephone numbers in the kitchen. So I don't need to reprint that. And then most of our friends you know if we do have plans we say well we'll be there unless we're late. <laughs> I mean think about how many times people text each other when they're meeting. I'm 10 minutes away, I'm parking, I'm around the corner, I'm going to be late. Like we don't need to have that many texts to meet someone. We existed before the phone. So um if we do have a plan we we you know people in our lives know it and They just know that they're not going to be able to communicate with us. Or if people really need to call us, they'll call us on the landline, but that hardly ever happens. It's really a day to not be gotten in touch with, to be honest.
0: Wow. And we
1: love that. It's like a shield. And to hear our teenage daughter talk about how much she loves it. I mean, she doesn't do homework then. She doesn't feel she loves the release of pressure of liking posts or posting and all of that. So, And my whole staff loves it because no one gets emails from me and there's no expectation of response. There's a great ripple effect of the whole thing.
0: How has, how has this been essential for you, your family?
1: It's just, it's just grounds us in this profound way. I mean, every week it is like we get this deep, deep break. It's not just like, you turn off all the screens, you're protecting yourself against news and notifications and stressful things that are coming at us at an alarming rate these days. So I just feel so refreshed. I I race towards Friday nights and I just feel this deep, profound sense of rebalance. It's also a great day for reflection. I do a lot of journal writing on Saturdays and I feel like we've lost that day when people used to go to church or synagogue or wherever where they reflect on the world in a deeper, meaningful way than just reading a headline or tweeting something out. And we've lost that day of reflection. So it's like each week I get this day to reflect, to be quiet, to be present. It removes the guilt of when I'm feeling like I'm so distracted during the week or something. But I just feel, and then always on Sunday mornings, my husband and I feel so recharged creatively. We both do a lot of writing and we're so fired up on Sunday.
0: It's I found that by doing my own versions that it's like I've been almost given an extra 10 hours, that 24 hour period. Like it really feels that I find that with all of the distractions and notifications that come at me in my day to day of running a, a tech firm that when I stop all of it, it's, it's as if, I have slowed down the, the speed of the day. It's, it's, it's truly yeah, profound. Yeah,
1: it definitely changes the pace of life. I mean, and time slows down. Every Saturday morning, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's only 10 a.m. and we've done so many things and we have the whole day ahead of us. And what's the one day that you wanna feel extra long is Saturday. And so suddenly your one day off feels, or you know, one of your days off feels so much longer.
0: I've I like that you brought up the concept of reflection which I have a a question I put in my journal once a week which is it's a question to myself which is is your hard work working hmm. and there's been like so that. many times that I've been highly highly efficient Tiffany but I haven't been effective like I'm not pushing any key results Of of whatever that milestone or objective is, and only by unplugging and detaching after a while, because it takes. I'm sure you're the same with so many great creative endeavors happening at once. Like it it takes a little bit to wind down. Like I just can't flip a switch and I'm in like fully unplugged mode. It's almost like an altitude adjustment has to happen for me, and then I'm finally in that space where I can seek an answer to that question if all this hard work is actually working.
1: Yeah, I do. I. I have a couple. I have a written journal that I use on Saturdays. Well, I have two journals. One is like a gratitude journal where I write really specific moments that were wonderful from the week. Uh, The whole thing about Shabbat, I should also say it's always about the week. Like, the idea is that you need to close down the week and open it up and bless it. And you treat time in a very sacred way. Um, But I do also, like you in my journal, ask big questions. I mean, I I record little things, but I also try to really revisit bigger questions about bigger projects I'm working on. What did I really move the needle on? And and sometimes when it feels like you're not, like you're pushing the boulder up the mountain and gives you a moment to understand just like what you said, what you need to work on, what is not worth your time, where are you spinning your wheels and where do you want to put more energy on? It really lets you just like really think about how you're spending your time (laughs) and and things in the world, just of things that are happening in the world that you want to contribute to. Instead of everyone being so reactionary and we're all responding so much to a lot of stress and fear-based headlines and I think it lets me step back and just have better perspective.
0: So you're a tech entrepreneur, you're a successful filmmaker, you started the Webby Awards, all these projects. What do you attribute that 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 quality work, all that great creativity? How has unplugging allowed you to do that or do it better?
1: Well, when I was running the Webby's, I worked all the time. It was just, it wasn't a tenable situation. And I wanted to have children. And I really, I think as a woman... Women are really thinking about time in a different way too, because we're also thinking about children. And not that men aren't, but um, the majority of women are running the households or managing the schedules of their kids. And I really thought when I was running the Webby Awards, how do I continue my career and be a good mom? So that's when I decided I needed to sell the Webby Awards, and I, because film. To me, like when I ran the Webbies, every year it would take more energy than the year before. And it was just like one night and next year you'd have to expend more energy. But when I made a film, I have films, I've made uh, 28 movies. They all still play and they don't need me. They can still recreate the emotion, the excitement, the drama, the ideas without needing Tiffany to be there. So films to me seem like this really scalable craft. Um, I had made films before the Webby Awards and then film combined with the web seemed like an amazing way to scale impact. And then, um, you know, like I said, the iPhone and just the screens everywhere. Of course, the stress of the recent election only compounds it. But if I look back to the last nine years when I started doing Tech Shabbats, I started producing twice as much. I really feel like I made more films. I wrote more. I just was more productive in a smarter way because I, I do take the weekends off and everyone's always like, how do you do it? How do you? I'm like, because I work really hard and I play really hard, <laughs> but that doesn't feel like the right combination of words like play hard, but I, I value time off in a deep way. I mean, I want, I need that time. So I can definitely see my productivity spike an increase after I started doing the tech shavats.
0: Yeah. It's almost as if through those unplugging traditions that you have, you're able to really ask yourself, okay, with all this energy I have to to put into something, whether that's a new film or book now that that you're working on, you're able to really direct what dominoes you knock down and in which order. And Mm -hmm. that time off, that's another thing I'm trying to get across through all these conversations is that when I say rest, when I say time off, I'm, I'm, I also mean that it's active. It's not just a pina colada on your hand and, you know, sitting on a beach. Mm-hmm. Although I'm sure that that has value as well. But I'm finding that through the people I'm interviewing that rest and unplugging still is work. Like it, it has a working element to it. You're still moving. You're still producing. Uh, but it's it's much deeper and almost as, as as it's from a much higher altitude point of view, looking at you know what did I accomplish last week or last month or last year, and so in a way it's it's a constant re- refresh of how you're approaching your work.
1: Yeah, I mean it's interesting that you say that it's work because I, I guess I think that. Yeah, I think people need to take seriously how they take their time off because it has such huge benefits. Um, And you need to treat it with discipline. I mean, I think you need to treat it with respect and discipline. Like, I mean, listen, I'm all for like the spontaneous vacations and all that. But to me, I think what the text about it's the, what's the ritual of it? It's the weekliness of it. I know some people say, oh, I turn off my phone when I go on vacations or, but something I think that is profound about Shabbat is the discipline and the weekliness of it. It Happens every week. It's going to happen every week and you're going to do it every week. And it's not slippery. It's like you're doing it. And, 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 you know, during the year, there's always like several times during the year where Ken and I can't do it because we're speaking somewhere and the travel and whatever. And we feel literally unmoored. It, it's a weird feeling like I I really can feel it. But I think that other than that, the discipline of it is a key component. It's like the dis- discipline of meditating, the discipline of, you know, I even think it's the discipline of making time to space out because it's like making a, an appointment with yourself and the people that you love because this is not just for families. I mean, can you know loved shabbat just when he was a single person and lots of people do it on their own but it's that like painting a circle around the day and saying this is nothing's going to interfere with this day
0: wow so you've shined a light on this incredible tradition i've seen it in the form of video and films i've seen it in the form of like infographics yeah and and now you're going into the world of a book what yeah. What can we look forward to in that book? What does the book provide that your films ha- hasn't provided yet or articles haven't? I'm really just excited because I think you've, you've produced a framework that people can experiment with and then augment it into their own version. Uh, right. I've, I've at least done that. And so I'm just, can you give us a glimpse in, into what, we, what we're going to be able to walk away with? Yeah,
1: I'm going to talk definitely how-to and things that we've learned by doing it for so long and ways to prepare your employer, family, friends that you're doing it and challenges. And um, we're actually going to be doing, um, do you know Multiversity? Have you heard of it? It's a new place in Santa Cruz. They have workshops. Anyways, they've asked me to do a workshop. I'm going to do a workshop on it. And it's going to be like, we're going to work, like, how do you really do it? And then, of course, it's going to be a lot of science and philosophy and history um, on the idea of um, Shabbat and Sabbath and time and our perception of time and the value of doing a practice like this. And as technology becomes, it's also, I mean, because I've been making films and writing about technology my whole career, and so is my husband, he he does AI it's also going to have a lot of just reflections of technology and society and other moments in society where people were concerned that technology was ruining everything and what can we learn from the past and you know some perspective and context
0: well that's that's lovely to hear you know some sometimes my friends give me a hard time because you know I work a bit in in the AI field as well mainly in in the decentralized computing or also in the blockchain space but I'm like I see this age of automation upon us and I don't have this, you know, Terminator like view of AIs taking over yeah. rather. I just see a lot of the mundane aspects of uh, that, that sort of prevent human creativity can be handed over to machines and, and the Shabbat will become more of a reachable experience for people and almost necessary because then the real Value that humans create in this future world is design. It's the world of ideas and creativity and You know, I'm not I'm not alone in the belief that you need that time off to have your next breakthrough idea before Executing that idea and turning it into something but I think that as machines take away some of the mundane Our artist side is where our value will be and we've, we've got to start getting used to stepping away from those screens and those machines uh, to think objectively, whether we are designing for them or uh, responding to them, just being able to step back and not be inundated.
1: I think that is a, that's a great point. There, there's another film I made that you might be interested in called The Adaptable Mind, and it's an 11-minute film, but it talks about how human skills are only gonna become more valuable and so all the concern with AI, like the th- we need to focus on all the things that make us uniquely human and all of the things that make us uniquely human, just as you said, are things that get fueled by taking time off.
0: Wow. So before we can all go to your workshops, before we can get our hands on the book, Tiffany, is there baby step tips that the listeners could try out this week, today, tomorrow, to help them feel yeah. these benefits.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that if you're single, you should just try it, um, and you know, alert the people in your life that they're not going to be able to get in touch with you for a day. If you're in a relationship, it's really good to do as a together, and if you're in a family, you have to do it together. And it just to call it an experiment, and that you all have to be a hundred percent in. Like everyone has to be doing it together. And, um, I would say to get a journal book and, um, you know, write down how you feel and bigger picture thoughts about your life. And you're going to feel a phantom limb feeling, but then it's going to feel wonderful. Once you get beyond that point, it's going to feel like the whole day is stretched out before you. And, um, and, and you can point people, you know, if they go to tiffanyschlain.com, I have written Unlike that info, info infographic, I do have a lot of writings and short films on the subject that they could watch for now until the book comes out.
0: <laughs> and, and maybe th- those materials on your site can be sales material to convince your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, exactly. that it's important rather than just being the crazy person at the table who says, hey, we're putting our devices away all Saturday.
1: Exactly. and. <laughs> I do do this. I do a quarterly newsletter called breakfast at Tiffany's and I'm, I'm often writing about the texture bots on that. So it's more of like, I've been doing it for like 20 years, this quarterly newsletter. So they could, you know, it's, you know, I'm, I'm on a journey with this. And like I said, it keeps getting more interesting the longer that we're doing it. So I'm usually making films for me and writing is really me processing the world and obviously <laughs> like continuing to process these texture bots in different ways.
0: Oh. Any insight into timeframe of when we might be able to get our hands on the book? Uh, next, year. Lovely. next year. Lovely. We just
1: came back from New York meeting with agents and everything. So next year the book will be out.
0: That's great. Well, until then, it's, it's your, it's your name and com.
1: Yeah. Tiffany com, and no C in my last name. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. I really appreciate you making the time to discuss Tech Shabbat's time off, and I think we're building a movement here, and it's, it's an honor to sit here for half an hour and discuss with you, Tiffany, I really appreciate
1: oh, it. I'm so excited about your book, so please keep me posted on it, and I will also, I'm gonna add you to my list just to keep you posted on stuff yeah. we're doing.
0: Yeah, um, no, you, you will be a part of the book, guaranteed.
1: <laughs> yeah, great talking to you, and I hope we get to meet in person.
0: Yeah, um, we'll, we will make that happen. And um, let's see, I'm in in New York often, I'm in San Francisco often. Yeah, Um, let me
1: know next time you're in the city. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, I hope that your next weekend you give the Tech Shabbat a shot. If you do, reach out to me and please let me know how that went. And even if you tried, and it was just for two hours, three hours where you were away from Your screens, I think you made massive progress. And I hope that from the two hours or an entire day that you found that time off to be priceless. Thanks for listening.